Good morning, this is your host Rusty James. It is August 21st, 2015, and this is the ride. Good morning, everybody. It is a Friday. Friday! Friday! Woo! That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. I don't know what is up with you, but I'm living the dream. That's because I dreamt about tacos and I eat tacos, so I guess I'm living my dream. <laughs> and I didn't even eat tacos the night before and I had a dream about tacos. I'm living the dream. What's your dream today? Please don't say tacos. I'm hoping your dream is deeper than than that. I have a dream today. I've got a dream for you. I do, I really do. I have a dream for you. See, I'm invested in your life. And I have a dream for you. My dream for you is that you catch God's dream for you. That's all, very simple. That's my dream for you. And if my dream comes true, man, what a world that would be. You know, the kingdom of God is like a big family. And as one member encourages another, and that one encourages another, major things can get accomplished. You know, it's important to not hide the word in your heart, but let it out. Share the love of God with your neighbor. Because who knows your neighbor but a neighbor? I mean, I don't know my neighbor intimately and, you know, to the nth degree, but, but I am familiar with my neighbor. And, and I can speak to my neighbor in ways that a stranger wouldn't be able to speak to my neighbor. And isn't that what God wants us to do? Share the word of the Lord. He asks us to do it around the whole planet. But, you know, you can start with your neighbor. It's important to make sure that what you got inside gets out. You not you need to keep that flow happening. I know that sounds really weird and I don't know. It's true. You got to let it flow. And so here's a here's something that hit the news recently. My wife told me about a website that I think got hacked yesterday or recently and I can't I well I, I'm not gonna say I can't believe this kind of sites out there because I can believe it's out there but I wish that it wasn't out there but it's a website that 
connects people kind of like a dating website but it's for people who cheat yeah and it got hacked and all the names of all the account holders are out in the vapor you know the vapor I've been talking about the vapor of our and uh, our world out in the ether out where it can be discovered there, there are people that are in that database that thought that they had a handle on their little indiscretion and I don't want to say little because it's if it's a indiscretion it's a big one they made a vow to their covenant partner and they broke it and the site is set up so that you can break that covenant vow as often as you will it. I don't remember the name of the site and I probably don't want to even mention it anyway, so that's okay. Okay. That's right. Kick it. All right, so now that I've done my NASCAR this morning, yeah, baby. Um, all right, so this website, people were involved in it, and they thought that this little secret of theirs wasn't ever going to make the light of day. It makes me sick to think that this thing's out there. It's expressly for breaking the marriage vow. Somewhere, I want to say in Proverbs, there's a place where the wisdom of God is speaking to us, and it's saying that those who are breaking, who are breaking, that are who are sinning, rel, I want to say relish in it. And they will get a due penalty. And so when we open this up today, I, I was talking about how you need to let the word of the Lord in you out. You need to share that. You need to let it flow through you. If you've got things in your life that you're keeping hidden, they're not flowing. Do you see how that's working? They're not flowing. And that is a danger now granted you know we have things in our life that are private and ought to be private for example the marriage bed and 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 things like that things that are private between a a man and his wife and you know are not to be shared out like i'm like i'm saying we need to let things flow but you know what i'm talking about you know that there's things in your life and my life that are things that we either don't want to deal with or things that we would rather no one know about us. And my challenge to all of us today is why? Why is it, why is it that way? 
Are you ashamed of it? God says that God says that there does not need to be shame in our lives. And that our lives can be full of fruit. And fruit kind of speaks to us as something that grows in us but is shared, you know, is given out. You know, fruit that's valuable is fruit that can be enjoyed and and not just rotten on the vine. There are secrets that we keep and streams of dead places in our lives that are stopped up. And it's kind of like that place in your life, God created you to be fruitful. And that place in your life, if, it, if the stream is backed up and stagnant, it's almost like there's potential for fruit there. But the fruit is dying on the vine. In fact, it's rotting and it's stinking and it's worthless. In fact, it's worse than worthless. It's dangerous. It brings destruction and disease and corruption and taints the whole of the person. So these folks that were involved in the website, they thought that they had this little private secret going on that they could have their fleshly needs met and I want to rephrase that they can have their fleshly wants met God already provided 100% of the need meter meter in the wife of your youth in the husband of your youth and yet these folks felt that they needed to have more so no secrets you know if there are secrets in the life it it requires what I would suggest you do if you have a, a difficult time even facing those secrets and you might have secrets that are due to abuse as a child and in a self-preservation desire you don't go there I encourage you to allow the Lord to go there with you and if need be find a good counselor who is trusted now I'm not a psychologist guys I don't claim to be but I do know that things like that can be like rotten fruit on the vine and can cause issues if they're not dealt with. 
So secret places, let the Lord deal with them. I mean, he's the best person for the job. But you got to open up that. Like I was talking about the other day, you have to open up that corner of your life and let the Holy Spirit come in there and wash that area. But that means you got to give up. You got to give up your control of that area. God wants to control. God wants to be the one in control. But don't you know that someone who's living a life under God's control is operating in such self-control and beautiful victory that you're way better off than you ever would be if you if you were under your own control and you know by faith I believe that so things that are secret and hidden let the Lord know about them the more and more I'm in the word the more and more that's the heart I hear the Lord saying is that don't hide those things from me it's like the sin in the camp there's plenty of cases where there was sin in the camp and they were it was hidden, attempted to be hidden from the Lord. But don't you know, you can't hide things from the Lord. So you might as well let them in and deal with it. You're going to be better off. You're going to be better off in the short run, let alone the long run. He's gracious. His job isn't to slap you around and say, look what you did, or look what you were involved in, or look what you tried to hide from me, bad you. That's not how he operates. That is how the enemy operates. Think about when you are attempting to confront an issue in your life. Just think about that. Because we've all, you know... I think tried to do that at times and and what what's the kind of vibe that we get back uh, I can't do it I can't do I can't conquer that thing I can't get beyond it I, I, I don't know if I ever want to get beyond it those are all lies you notice our, the father of lies is the one where, the, where those statements are coming from. When you hear yourself say, I can't, know that that's not true because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you to walk. You can And it's allowable to say, I can do something, even though you're not walking in it right at the moment. It's allowed, you're allowed to speak by faith like that. Let's say you come back from battle and you have a, an injury and you have to do physical therapy. And you say every day to that therapist, I can walk. But at the moment, you can't. 
That's speaking by faith, my friend. Do you look at the wounded veteran who is saying, I can walk, yet barely can go through the paces of the therapy? Do you look at him as, as weak or strong? What's the answer? What say you right now? Is he weak or strong? I can walk. He's strong. What do you say to Abraham before he even had Isaac? God said you're going to have a you're going to be the father of a nation of nations. What do you say to Abraham when he says I am a father? Do you know he was called Abram and then he became called Abraham? His name changed. God changed his name. God's changing your name too today. We should find out what what the Hebrew word for conqueror is. And then whatever that is, tag that onto the tail end of your name. My name is Rusty Obedidum or whatever. It means conqueror. You call me that from now on because I'm a conqueror. I'm in the state of conquering. And you're in the state of conquering. Don't let those secrets be a rotten fruit in your life. You pluck that out. Let the Holy Spirit clean that out. Cool? Friday, Friday, Friday. I got a fresh word Friday, Friday. I got a fresh word today, baby. Well, I'm getting a little whiff of a little black and white rodent. Yes, indeed. And you know what? That's exactly what's going on when you have secrets that are being kept from the Lord starts raising a high and stinky stank. You have to go check out my podcast that's called Roadkill and Zombies. I think I touch on roadkill. What shall we call today? The high heaven stinky stank? I'm punchy today, it's Friday. I'm a conqueror. My God conquered my past. I'm living in victory. I'm not dying in defeat. I'm living in victory. If you feel like you're dying in your defeat today, know this. God is your deliverer. You know, in Joshua, Israel 
was commanded to go into the promised land. And when the priests led the ark into the water to lead the way, God stopped the water. He made it build up at a spot. And he stopped the water. And then he told representatives from each of the 12 tribes of Israel to take a stone or rock out of that dry riverbed and take it with them and it would be it'd be for remembrance of what God did for them. So here's Israel. They the Red Sea parts. They walk through the Red Sea on dry land. And if it's anything like the Disney flick, you can see whales right next to you. So they go through on dry land. Then it all falls down, kills their their attackers, their enemies. And they are saved. And they are freed from the bondage of Egypt. Or are they? God did this miraculous thing and gave them deliverance. But don't you know, thank you God, don't you know, they weren't actually fully delivered. Oh my. They weren't. They were stuck in that wilderness for 40 years. Why? Because they hadn't renewed their mind. They were still slaves. How do I know this? Well, you got to take my word for it, or maybe you can just read the Word of God. They were still slaves in that desert. In their mind. They had secret places in their mind that they didn't release to God. On a number of occasions, they would say, oh, if we were only back in Egypt. Instead of having to endure this lifestyle of having to trust in the Lord. You know, the Lord was providing them food every day. They had to get it every day. And Saturday, or I guess the day before Sabbath, I believe the Lord gave them a double portion so that they could collect it. And so they wouldn't have to work on the Sabbath and they would have enough for the Sabbath. You need to look that up and tell me if I'm right. But normally you couldn't couldn't save it up. You couldn't store it in the closet, pull it out of your Frigidaire and munch two days later. It would, it would go bad. That was God's provision for them, and it would go bad. They had to keep getting new provision from Him. It just speaks to us in this way I'm talking about how there's a flow. We have to be coming 
we have to be getting what we need from the Father every day. We, and it flows through us. It's so important. And the flowing, the Holy Spirit flowing through your life, it helps, it kind of helps break loose those, those locked areas in our life too. You know, it's easier to trust the God who you found does really care for you it's easier to open up those areas that are secret to him when you know that he's really got the best intentions for your life. If, you, if you've never known the Lord, it's understandable that you'd be very cautious. Especially if you got really deep, troubling, secret places where, you know, you've let a human in to help maybe deal with the issue and, and and maybe you felt even more like you wanted to lock that with double locks now because that human that you trusted in betrayed you. God doesn't betray you. Our godly father is nothing like an earthly father. He's so much, he's pure love He is love. Maybe all of what I've been saying is really sinking in and, and there's those issues in the life that you really don't know how. You really, you've tried it so many times before and you know it's really hard to even think about those areas because it when you think about them, all you can remember is it just, I don't want to deal with it. So I'm just trying to be really practical right now. I'm, I'm trying to you know certain areas of addictive behavior it's almost like you need to get a better addiction. A good addiction. One that has a higher power than the, than the first one. You know, we are born addicted to the sinful nature. It's our identity. If we didn't live in sin, we wouldn't be ourselves. So we're kind of like, it's an addiction almost. We don't know any better. We just do it. That's just what we do. God has called us to a higher place. And because of what Jesus did on the cross for us, He has paid for us to live in a way that runs counter to that sinful nature. And we're able to do it and live in victory. I think this is going to be a great day because I think the Lord's going to speak some things to us as the practical way in dealing with those secret areas. So I'm going to pray right now. I want you to agree. Well, I'm not going to ask you to agree. You don't know what I'm going to pray. But as we pray together right now... Um, 
if you do agree with me, then I, I would like our faith to, to join and, and, and that we can be two in accord, two and more in accord, okay? Lord, today we know that you've called us to be victorious. And you've shown us examples of victory in the lives of many in, in your word. And we've seen it in the, in the world today where you have taken people and have turned situations completely around. And we've seen examples of this. And yet sometimes we feel that that might be for them and not for us. But I declare right now, Lord, that the victory that we have in Jesus Christ is for all who call on his name. And we right now, Lord, call on the name of Jesus Christ, the one who shed his blood, cleansed us from all unrighteousness. And he prepared a path for us to follow. And he says, follow me. He would never say, follow me, unless we, can, unless we could do it. So today, we believe that he's called us to a place of victory. A place that is a different place where, than where we've been walking. And for those who have had secrets, Lord, expose that secret to the one who is holding the secret in a way, Lord, that they recognize that you are a good father. And that you want the best for them, that you want to deliver them from evil and from the lies of the evil one. Lord, we thank you for the power of your word. Your creative word, your restoring word. Help us right now as we walk the new path. Remind us that our strength is in you and in obeying you. Because you have discipline for those you love. And Lord, we want to be addicted to the Spirit in our lives. And we say we need the power of God flowing through us all the time. So when we see that 
things are stopping up, that the flow is stopping up because of something that we're holding on to. Lord, I pray that your spirit will open our eyes to that and that we will confront it right away. That there be no fear, that there be no anger, no doubt, no division, no lie that's higher than the truth of your word in our life that says we are victorious in all cases. And we declare this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, if you could agree with that, I would say this day is a new day. So let's live in such a way that we declare victory every step we take. How about that? Sounds good for a Friday? I like it. I like that a lot. No secrets, no secrets. Hey! There's some people doing hay over there, so... Hey! 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 No secrets, no secrets. You might as well, you know, give up the secrets anyway, because the Lord says that He lays the secrets of the heart. He lays them bare. It's not like He doesn't know about them. Yo. You know, we were talking about vows earlier and the importance of... The marriage vows between a man and a woman and we have friends who are renewing their vows coming up and that's really exciting after 19 years of marriage so important that marriage covenant it's like you've given an oath In the Old Testament, man, oaths were pretty important. And I can't think of anything more important than one person giving their life for the other in marriage. That is seriously an important thing. As I peel out. (laughs) That is a serious, important thing. You know, you should check out the book. Is it Haggai? I need to... Yeah, I think that's it. Haggai, I think it is. I'm going to look it up and let you know if that's wrong, but um, it's one of those Old Testament books. It's not that big. You need to you need to read that book. If you're wondering a little bit about marriage and the vow of marriage, 
and the um, and the the love of God for you. You'll see what I'm talking about. Let me ask you a question. Do you think... that what we do when we pray or, or, you know, declare that we have victory in our lives, do you think that's just a, a mental game you play? A word game? A word game played by weak-minded individuals? Or do you think there's something to it? I know that words are important. I know that the word tells us, the Bible tells us, that God spoke everything into existence. There's power in the word. But do we just play along with that and kind of mentally say that that's true, but we really don't in our heart believe it? I'm just saying, guys. You know, we can go through the prayer and then turn around and forget. It's like the man who looks in the mirror and then turns around and then forget what he looks like. I think the only way that having a victorious life is possible is by having a little victory, getting it confirmed in your spirit, have another little victory, getting it confirmed in your spirit, having a little victory, getting it confirmed in your spirit. Do you see where I'm going with this? Having another little victory, maybe a little bit bigger victory. Maybe a little bit bigger victory. The point is, if you don't let yourself even get to the point where you could have a victory, you'll never experience victory. Well, what's keeping you from having even the little victory? Well, believing that you could have that little victory. How about that? In other words, it's really in your mind. You're thinking about whether victory is possible or not. You have to first believe that Jesus is who he said he is. If Jesus is who he said he is, he is the son of the living God, the one God of all things. He is the son of the living God. And what he said is that you can be victorious and that the power that was in him that raised him from the dead is living in you right now. So you have the power to conquer whatever that thing is, to be victorious in whatever that thing is. You have that power. 
right now. And this is why our enemy works in the realm of the mind and the thoughts and the soul, because if he can get you thinking that you don't have the power of Christ active in your life, then it will never become active. So maybe the challenge for us today I don't think that what I'm saying right now is lacking in faith at all. You know, because we prayed the prayer a minute ago. I'm just going one level deeper. I'm doing an inception here. This was not a part of the plan! I know that there are some, even myself included, who have prayed a prayer like that. And then we turn around and forget we prayed it. Forget that we had victory. We need to renew our mind. I used to not like certain people that would always talk about victory this, victory that. It's so much victory, it made me sick. Made me sick-tory. Now maybe it was just how, maybe it was because in my life I didn't feel like I had the victory and the people that did and declared it, they really irked me. Well, I do want to have victory. I do want to be relevant to my environment, to the people around me. So I might not victory this and victory that. Because the, the kind of person I'm thinking about is was kind of over the top, okay? I, I think you do better if you're not over the top in, in your witness. That's just me. But I want to have victory. And I don't, I don't care who knows, I guess, at this point in my life. I, I want to have victory. And I want other people to have victory. And I don't, in fact, I want it so bad that when I see unvictory in somebody's life, I just want to just stra- strangle the neck of the unvictory and kick it to the curb. That's what I want to do. Because I know how easy it could be to have the victory. I mean, it's really easy if I say what it is. It's living obediently. Well, that's easy enough to say. It's a little bit harder to implement. But like I've said over and over and over, He gives us everything we need to live obediently. Everything. He gives us everything we need. The Holy Spirit was in Christ Jesus. He was able to fight off the enemy when he was tempted with what? 
Sticks and stones? Nope. A word. That's why it's so important to know what the word says about you. To know the promises in the word. Because as you realize that, then you don't feel guilty about saying that you're victorious. Because we are victorious. I am victorious. Even though I fail at times, I am victorious. I am victorious. Kind of like the I am in the Old Testament. I am that I am. Satan would say, well, you failed. And I say, I am victorious. It's like the guy. You can't walk. I can walk. Amen. I think we went deep in the inception deal today because we need to get at the core issue here. It's nice to pray the prayer and know that God has the power, but now we need to realize that we have the power. He's already given to us. So the battle we wage is really in our mind. So have a have a little victory today, whatever that thing is. You know, perhaps you get angry really easily or you hold grudge. You know, it's Friday. It's the last day of the week. Probably somebody's got a deadline or somebody's going to get delivered some new business that they got to attend to and they don't want to deal with it. Not on Friday, man. Well, it could be easy to get upset about it. My encouragement to you, if that's your deal, if that's your secret space in your heart you need to let get washed free, if anger rises up easy for you, then the moment, the moment you start sensing that rise up, you take authority over that in the name of Jesus. You know, God gave us self-control. That's a gift. You got to take the gift and got to use the gift. It's kind of like gift cards. They don't do you any good sitting in the drawer. You got to use them. They've already been purchased for you. Oh, man. You have a dresser drawer full of gift cards that the blood of Jesus bought for you. You going to use them or what? I can't use yours. You can't use mine. You got to use yours. Here you go. Here they are, he, he says. There's self-control. There's integrity. There's honesty. There's 
there's a special one that's got a little red heart on it that's the ability to live your marriage vows. That one. He gave you two of those so you'd really remember that one. You got a dresser drawer full of them. And he's saying, I've given you the cards. Use the cards. As you use them, the balance goes higher. As you use them by faith, the balance gets bigger. doesn't deplete. That's cool. That is a cool picture, people. It's those little victories. You use what he's already purchased for you. You use that and you get a little victory. And then he says, well, guess what? You can do it some more. It doesn't work like our ways. It says use those and you'll find that they work. And they don't ever have a a limit. But you got to use them. I think that's a great picture. I think that's a great picture for us today. Take a step of faith, believe what he says, walk obediently, do what needs to be done, confess your sins one to another, and you will have a life that you never thought was possible. And the more you activate the power of God in your life, the more you'll realize that you can activate more. And it'll be necessary because as you go further along, you will need to rely on him more. You know, the, the, the greats of faith were the ones that ultimately had to rely on God for everything. But they had an incredible impact. Paul was in jail. And you could look at it in the natural, well, this did me no good, but yes, it did. You're reading his word. We're all reading his word that God gave him to write because he was in jail and had to write. That's how it worked. God knows what the situation is for him, and he knew what it is for you. So my encouragement, use those gift cards. They are a free gift. They don't have a balance. Use them. Self-control. Use it. Forgiveness. Do it. See that he will raise your balance on those things, okay? Thanks for riding along with me today. Stay in the word. Live in peace with your neighbor. Pray for those who persecute you. And I will see you on the flip.